Hey guys, Tony Maritato here with Dave Kittle, and this is one of my favorite episodes because we are hijacking the PT Pintcast podcast. If you don't know PT Pintcast, it is Jimmy McKay's uh, YouTube channel podcast. Jimmy has given so much to the community of physical therapists that I wanted to take a minute. Dave and I wanted to hijack his show, and we want to talk about a topic. So we're going to talk about media, media companies, and how PTs, OTs, SLPs, anybody in the rehab community really should consider making their their business a media company. So Dave, you've been in media forever. Before I even knew what a podcast was, you were around. Introduce yourself so Jimmy's audience knows who you are and let's jump into it. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. Uh, Dave Kittle, physical therapist. I'm in New York City. I own a practice called Concierge Pain Relief, Home Physical Therapy. Uh, we have therapists that travel to our patients. Uh, and also I'm the CEO of the Filmmaker Group. We're speaking with practice owners about partnering or acquiring their practice. Uh, and so that's part of our growth strategy. And um, I've been on PT Podcast before. We are both super grateful to uh, to help out or, or allow Jimmy allow us to uh, get here, get on the show and provide some content for you guys. We know it's never going to be as great as Jimmy McKay, uh, but hopefully this provides just a little bit of, of something else for right now. Um, in regards to um, media, uh, yeah, I've been doing podcasts and videos and, and all that for years. Um, and I never understood uh, like why some folks in the industry, like Tony and others, have said things like, your therapy practice is not really a therapy practice. It's a media company or a and or a billing company. And it just so happens to offer therapy. I never really understood that until I saw on Netflix the the, the show or the, the movie Founder with Michael Keaton and the, the guy, Ray Kroc, who started McDonald's, long story short, in that, uh, in the documentary, the lawyer says, Ray, you're not in the hamburger business. And this is when he was growing McDonald's and he took it over from the McDonald brothers, uh, early days of McDonald's before it became gigantic. And he's, the lawyer said, Ray, you're not in the hamburger business. You're in the real estate business. And that just, it's just a light bulb moment and now, in terms of this conversation, we're going to kind of describe like how PTs, OTs, SLPs, um, we know that we went to school for this and this is our core offering and we want to help patients and the community. Um, but Tony is going to go into a little bit more of like how you're, how you're able to leverage media like this media, like this video and audio media and other forms of media um, to position yourself as a little bit more of a media company and maybe not looking at your practice as just a therapy company. You know, it's funny, we were talking, I was thinking about today's episode, and I was looking at how things have changed. And for me, I mean, I, I was all cash based for a long time back in early, early 2000, 2000, 2001. Then we went in network. And so all of our marketing efforts went into building relationships with physicians, referring physicians. And I look at that and forever, I would have said, uh, literally up until weeks ago, I would have said, nothing is ever going to be putting time, money, and effort into building a relationship with the physician. The physician controls trust like nobody is trusted more. Maybe aside from a religious figure, nobody is trusted more than the doctor. And if the doctor says go to therapy, the patient will go even if the patient doesn't want to go. And so I was like, I have always put everything into building my relationship with the physician. 
until now. Now with media, and, and the reality is years ago, this wasn't even an option. We, the technology wasn't there. The cameras weren't there. The cost was prohibitive. But for the first time, I'm like, I really think if I went to my brother, sister, mother, uncle, and I was like, hey, you know, I'm looking for a new dentist. Who do you recommend? They're going to give me names and word of mouth would have been what I went with. But now I'm going to go online. Now I'm going to expect to see a video. I want to hear that person. I want to see that person. I want to resonate with that person. I want to know what's important to that person. The video, the power of media and video writing, audio, it actually, I think, now surpasses word of mouth in its ability to convert a client. I think it surpasses the power of a physician referral in its ability to pre-sell that person. When I get somebody in my clinic who has seen my YouTube videos and they, they've watched 20 of my YouTube videos, I don't have to sell them. I don't have to convince them. I don't have to tell them anything. They come in feeling like I am their best friend. I've helped them through the worst of times. I've been there for the best of times. Like, you know, and that connection is so incredibly powerful. What has been your experience knowing that you've had podcasts for over a decade, knowing that you've been in this world for so long? How have you seen things change? Oh, yeah. Well, like you said, I think um, I've definitely have seen more uh, consumers or therapists uh, reach out to me um, differently than before. Like you said, historically, you were very physician based with your marketing approach. Uh, nowadays, every healthcare consumer, it could be where I'm at in New York City, it could be where you're at in Ohio or any other state, healthcare consumers on the patient side of things are becoming uh, more going from patient to healthcare consumer, meaning that they're out there looking to see, uh, they're not just looking at websites as the brochure anymore, they're really looking at other platforms, they're looking at YouTube or, or um, Instagram or Facebook, and they're looking at video and they are consuming things. Uh, those digital assets. And so for me, um, I have a whole host of examples, but like you can put out content and kind of attract whatever you're looking to attract. So for us, it's whether it's um, whether it's patient demand for concierge pain relief. Um, I put out the YouTube stuff for the Dave Kittle show, but more about like the acquisitions and, and growth and really it's content for practice owners. But then I'm also connecting with potential team members, prospective therapists that might join my practice. And I think that's where I'm lacking a little bit. I'm not really putting out a lot of content for the candidates themselves. They will mention when I interview them, they'll mention some of those videos and they they realize that it's for practice owners and not really for them. Um, but they're still seeing that. So that's interesting. I have friends that I play baseball with on the weekends here in, in New York City, and they'll mention some of my content and they real and they say like, yeah, like, They'll crack jokes and say, yeah, like, you know, should I buy or sell a, a practice or this or that? And like, you know, I don't know. But like, you know, it looks like Dave knows. I don't know. And so um, it's interesting because you get some feedback from people about sometimes you get feedback about content, even when it's not for them. So that's kind of unique. That's a little interesting. You can't have content for everyone. Right. So it, it is like a very focused approach. Um, but yeah, I, I've definitely seen a difference in uh, probably in the past 10 years, just friends, family, colleagues, um, utilizing things like YouTube, utilizing other Instagram or whether it's TikTok or whatever. There's a lot of physical therapists now using even TikTok and Instagram video. And I've seen and heard uh, even like my mom and, and other folks in my family that 
uh, are on these platforms and they will send me videos of, you know, physical therapists or, or chiropractors or, or whatever from across the country. And maybe it's a funny video or maybe it's, you know, something silly that happened in their office, but it's like that got their attention. That video got my mom's attention. She copied the link or shared it with me or in, in Instagram, she's able to send a reel in a private message to me from someone else's account. And it's incredible what these platforms have allowed. And it certainly can allow therapists or any of any therapist or any practice owner uh, to get in front of a certain community or a, an ideal patient or client or customer or consumer. Uh, if you're just willing to put in that focused time. I know. Think of, think about how much money you would have had to spend to get your image, your likeness in front of a random person enough times that they actually remember you and say something to you about it the next time they see you. I mean, it would have been an unreasonable amount of money, hundreds of thousands of dollars, you know, and now we can do that completely for free. Now, the biggest objection I hear from therapists especially is it's too time consuming. I can't do it. I don't have the resources. And that's where I said, really, I mean, again, the tech has caught up. And the mode, the mode has changed. Nobody wants to see polished videos. Nobody wants to see curated videos, news clips, things like that. They want authenticity. They want something real. They don't want it scripted. They don't want it pre-planned. They love the little odd, you know, uncomfortable moments. And so here in my home office, I'm, I'm home right now. I've got my camera set up 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Anytime I can walk into the office, I hit record and I can just share my thoughts. They're not planned. They're not scripted, um, but it brings a level of authenticity with it. And then in my clinic, I just have a iPhone 12. It's nothing special. But when I see a moment happening, I was working with a patient yesterday. He's been struggling to gain range of motion. He doesn't want to have a manipulation under anesthesia. He had a total knee replacement over six weeks ago. So we've been buying and testing devices. And every time I do, I set up my phone. I, I of course, have my consent, so I'm not violating HIPAA. And we just record. We record these little snippets of what we actually do in the clinic. I don't edit. I don't post-product. I record and upload. And, you know, am I Alex Hermosi going from a thousand subscribers to almost a million subscribers in a year? No, but I've got 39,000 subscribers on my, my clinic YouTube channel. Um, I get millions and millions of view. It earns me about $14,000 a year in passive income from the ad revenue that shows against those videos. But most importantly, it builds my professional network. You know, I don't want to go out to like the, the big events and I don't want to go meet people and do things. But that platform creates a voice for me. And, and you're the same. You've got people reaching out to you. Even those therapists who see your content, who you're not making content for them, they still hear your inflections. They, they, they hear little stories and anecdotes that you share and they're like, I relate to that guy, you know, and then of course it pushes away the people that don't, but that's even better because in my practice, there are so many conditions we don't treat. I don't want a sciatica referral. I don't want spinal stenosis in my clinic. I used to treat that. I can't treat that anymore. That's not the person for me. So more important than attracting my ideal client is repelling the wrong client, letting, letting them go find somebody else. Yeah, absolutely. 
Um, can I share the screen? I want to share yeah. a practice. I, I don't even know where this practice is located, but um, I follow them on uh, TikTok. I think I'm connected with the owner on like Facebook or some somewhere. Uh, let me share my screen again. So if, I don't know if this is going to iTunes, but if you're watching on YouTube, uh, you'll be able to see this. So this is uh, Hulse Jepson Physical Therapy and this practice on TikTok. They do an incredible job. Now you could see that this is, it's got, um, what do you call this? With the text, like the text overlays, uh, like captions or yeah, what, yeah. what do you call captions. that, Tony? So that is like, yes, someone's editing that. And this is a little bit higher level. You don't need to even start with that, but here's here's what's possible. Right. 3.3 million likes. I mean, who knows how many impressions this practice and this practice has, I mean, they probably have like a marketing person that's focused on this. And I think this practice has like multiple locations if we clicked on their uh, their practice. It's not a big deal, but I think that they have uh Okay, 22 locations. So that's actually pretty that's actually pretty big. So th maybe this is not a good example, but I'm I'm giving an example because they will here you at least go on here and you can get content ideas. You don't have to recreate the wheel. So if I were starting an Instagram or a TikTok or whatever a YouTube channel for a practice, right? If it was, you know, PT or OT and then obviously SLP there's some, you know, related but different topics. But for this, I mean, you could just look what works and you could just click on, I don't know if you could do it here, click on like most popular and just start making content from their most mo their most popular topics. Like you don't have to recreate the wheel here. So if, um, you know, anterior hip pain, let's see. Yeah, it's got 10,000 uh, views or watches. And this one with a squat hack only has 5,000. Oh, so this is 40,000. So they have an alter G. So it's like, okay, well, maybe you don't have an alter G, but you could start with an anterior hip pain video before you do one like this for, for a squat, because this squat video only got 5,000 views, but this anterior hip video got 10,000 views. So it's like the, the algorithm and the platform, whichever platform you're looking at in terms of media and attracting potential patients in your community, start here, start with anterior hip pain instead of a squat hack. I just wanted to give like a quick little example and kind of share the screen uh, I don't really know this practice too well, but I know that they do a really great job with consistent con consistent content that's related to what their ideal patients and clients are going through on a day-to-day -day basis. Yeah, I mean, the, the power of a brand like this, whether it's a single person or a large group, it, it's just incredible. And the, the amount of reach that we can have. And the thing that I always go back to is, you know, these are videos that can be watched by anyone in the world. So beyond the fact that people say, well, I don't have the time to create it. They also say, well, I don't want to give everything away for free. If people can watch my videos, then they're not going to come in for therapy. That's completely wrong. We've seen it over and over again, where the best professional service providers, their lawyers, dentists, doctors, they give everything away for free. The person who wants the higher level of service that's who's going to come and pay you for what you do. But I have people in other countries. I have people in the U.S. that don't have access to therapy. I have people everywhere that can access and gain benefit. And I see it in the comments. I mean, thousands and thousands of comments that are just saying how much these little videos have helped them because they feel so alone and they resonate with the message that we share. Um, 
going back to your opening line, you know, Ray Kroc and McDonald's, it's a real estate company. We look at Starbucks. Starbucks has over $3 billion in money that people have put on their Starbucks gift cards. So people will say Starbucks is a bank that sells coffee. We know airlines, Delta, United, they have more money, more of their profit comes from trading and selling airline mile points than from actually selling flight tickets. And so almost every business, when you look at the business, they're not actually making their money. They're not actually in the business that they're in. Amazon, AWS is where they make tons of money, but you know everybody sees the retail side of it. So as a therapy center, we love what we do and we're passionate about what we do. And most of us, anybody watching this, um, we want to be great therapists. Like it's more a passion and a hobby. But if I want a business that gives me the freedom to treat the way I want to treat 20 years ago, that used to mean, okay, we go and we start a practice and we go into business for ourselves and we do these things and we try to squeeze the insurance company for drops uh, for pennies. Now, if I really want to treat the way I believe patients should be treated, if I really want to provide my level of care at the highest level I'm capable of, I should not do it in a way that's dependent on income from an insurance company or the patient. I should allow the deep pockets to pay me the money to allow me to do what I do. So in other words, I have a video on YouTube. It's a simple eight minute video, the timeline, recovery timeline for a total knee replacement. That video has earned me over $2,000 for eight minutes just by itself. Imagine if we just captured a little eight minute segment of a patient intervention, a patient care treatment session that we could then share with the world that the advertisers will pay us to put ads against that we could monetize for over a decade because people are always going to be injured and same injuries are going to keep happening. And now I'm not so dependent on, I treat for an hour, I earn a hundred dollars. Now I treat for an hour and I could earn $10,000 from that one hour of time because of a media company, because of the access I have to other people. So, um, we see it in other businesses real quick. I shared a video about a guy. He started with a restaurant. Restaurant's one of the most notoriously bad businesses to get into. He turned that restaurant into a media company. He's huge on TikTok. Now he's making millions. He was doing three point something million dollars, mostly because of the video content. I think he can run a uh, restaurant that he loves to run losing money because he's making 3 million on TikTok and other social platforms. You know, I can run two less than profitable physical therapy clinics because I make so much money on social media and on branding, my websites, my other stuff. Um, I think that it's just a different way to approach the problem. And that's what therapists are so good at. We're finding solutions to achieve the outcome we want, but maybe through a different path. Yeah. Can you speak to really quick? Um, something that you posted before, which is the, some of the best therapists, let's just say, let's say they don't want to run ads. They, yeah. they, they're, they're maybe, <clears throat> they're maybe interested in some content and putting some content out there, but they don't want to do like uh, advertisement backed, whatever. Um, but you said something before of there, the, the best therapists in the country, let's just say therapists only the best therapists in the country are the ones that get the most exposure or are the most popular, but it doesn't necessarily mean that they are the best. There right. are some therapists out there that if they're not doing YouTube, Instagram, 
videos, whatever it might be, if they're not putting content out there, we know that there are some great therapists out there clinically that are the ones that probably should be, if they're not already, you know, teaching, continuing education courses or whatever. However, the public may not know about them. And the public will go to that restaurant that you just spoke about, the guy that's doing really well because of videos blowing up and, and getting popular. And that restaurant, it might be good, but it might not for that price point or whatever the offering is, it might not even, it might not be the best. And there might be some locals that are like, yeah, that that place is getting all these TikTok or whatever, you know, Instagram video views and it's going viral, but that place is not, you know, it, it, it stinks or it's not that great. But there's a flock of people going there for whatever reason, because maybe, you know, people connect with the video or they connect with the tonality of the, of the, the restaurateur or the owner or the chefs or the cooks. I don't know. Um, so there's therapists out there that are excellent and incredible clinically. They're getting great outcomes. Um, but if they're not putting that on video, if they're not capturing that, there's a lot of community members that don't even know that they exist. Right. So can you speak to the expertise level of therapists out there and the ones that are using or not using content and video and the, the disconnect between the ones that are doing really well financially, even though they might not be the best clinically. Right. Yeah. I, I, I'm the first one to say, like, I am not the best therapist to treat every total knee replacement. I don't have the depth of knowledge. I don't have the skills. I don't have the research understanding, um, but I've got the platform, you know, and, and I truly, I've, I've always said this, like best in class is usually not truly a successful strategy for winning in business. You know, is McDonald's the best hamburger maker out of all of the people that can make hamburgers? No, like Starbucks doesn't make the best coffee, but they have the biggest market share. Um, we see it all the time. It's, it's almost never about being technically the best. It's about having the best message, having the best marketing, the best communication. And even when I was a, a exercise aide, an exercise tech in a clinic, I wasn't a physical therapist. I was surrounded by amazing physical therapists. So knowledgeable, you know, no offense to modern grads, but I think the competitive landscape of physical therapists who went through school back in like the 90s, it was so much more competitive than it is today. Schools are desperate. My school let me in. I was missing five prereqs and they still let me in and graduate. You know, that would have never happened in the mid 90s. So point being, um, when I was an exercise tech, I patients wanted to work with me because I could communicate on a level. I can talk to them in a way that resonated with them, even though I didn't have the knowledge of the and the expertise of the therapist. So yeah, you and I, I mean, we know amazing therapists. They're so knowledgeable, so sharp, but they don't have the platform. They don't have the media outlet to get that into the community. I wish, and, and it's going to happen, we just haven't seen it yet, you take a lesson from Gary V when he had um, D-Rock following him around with the camera, you know, those therapists that are so incredible in the clinic, they need to turn into celebrities. Now, they're not going to do their own videos, they're not going to do their own editing, but somebody is going to come along that's going to recognize the value that's being just burned away into the ether and it's not being captured. And they're going to be like, hey, I'm going to hire a 50 or or $100 an hour videographer. 
I'm going to put them on your tail. I'm going to follow you around for a week. We're going to capture all of this amazing media. I'm going to put together my team that's going to edit it, put on the captions, put the music behind it. Um, again, that that is a playbook right out of Hermosi. You know, Alex Hermosi went from nothing to a million. I don't know how many subscribers he has simply because he went from I'm going to wear a nose strip. I'm going to sit in a closet. And I'm just going to talk to the camera. He had the same content that he has today, but he didn't have the media behind him. And once he flipped the switch and brought the media in, the real professionals, he blew up. And, and any therapist can do that. And, and I think you can take somebody who's scraping by on 100000 a year. Um, they could be doing $100 million in revenue between product endorsements, video content, you know, all the other uh, opportunities that open up when you start to realize the power of media in today's economy. Yeah, absolutely. It's awesome. I think we're good. I think we touched on it. I think therapists just need to get over the insecurities, get over themselves, figure out a way to make it happen. Nobody feels good staring at a camera. I just talked to a great therapist the other day and I was like, your videos are so on point. The lighting, the audio, everything, the cadence, the personality, everything is there. The one thing that I think was keeping him from really kind of take, he even had keyword research and like everything. There was one weird thing that was going on. So Dave, if, if you look at me and we're talking, I'm not looking at my screen. I'm looking at the center of the dot inside my camera lens. And so I will see therapists make amazing videos and they're looking at themselves in the phone or they're looking at a display or they're just kind of looking randomly and they're trying to talk to the audience. Look at the audience, look at that black circle and it makes a world of difference because now I'm talking to you. And you might be a million people that watch this video, but I'm talking specifically to you. So just a well, little tip, it, something for you guys to take with you. I, well, I love that. I have my Zoom centered. So I have you at the top. I'm looking <clears throat> I'm looking at you. And then my camera is probably another inch or so above your head. But I, I have to look at the person. I have to look at something. I, I've had a, a difficult time just looking at like <clears throat> the actual camera circle. So maybe that's a skill to improve over time. I don't know. The next, the next thing we need to do is just embed a pixel in the middle of the screen <laughs> that you don't even see when you're looking right. at it, but it is right. a camera that's staring at you. That's what we All need. Right. Let's wrap this up. Jimmy, thank you so much for letting us come on the podcast, letting us record. Dave, what is the best way for people to reach out to you in case they have questions about practice acquisition or valuation or selling their practice? Yeah, I appreciate that. Uh, you can find me, Dave Kittle, on LinkedIn or Facebook, uh, fieldmakergroup.com, or you can type in YouTube, The Dave Kittle Show, and we have content out there to help practice owners. Um, just want to say, Jimmy, thanks a lot for having us on here. Tony, thank you for having us on here. Uh, if you're not already subscribed to PT Pinecast, definitely subscribe to PT Pinecast on YouTube and everywhere else that podcasts are available. Uh, kick it back over to Tony. All right, guys. Have a good one. We'll see you on the next episode.